Voices, Waddle and Sylvie, live from the Old National Bank State Street Studio. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good Karma Brands radio station. You made it to your weekend. Happy Friday to everybody. It's Waddle and Sylvie. Waddle's out on this Friday. Mentioned earlier that Kara, his wife, had uh, successful knee surgery today. Was he at the party last night? He was not. Oh, briefly, yes. Okay. He, he was, yeah, I was going to say he wasn't. He gave me a ride there. Uh, I think he bowled, uh, he bowled the game. Okay. And then he was out quickly. I think he was out there out even before Allie got there, because Allie got there at about 7.15. Okay. And then he was gone by then. So he was out quickly um, because he had, uh, they had to wake up early, and I think they had yeah. to be at the hospital at 5.30 this morning. Wow. Yes. She had an early surgery. Well, I'm glad everything's so, good. So, you know, he's taking care of her today, and um, everything went well. So it's very good news. And Dion Miller from ABC7 is here. I'm really sad that I missed your wife last night. Yes, like we we got and we got to bust your chops about the party too. Okay, we can't. We got to get you. We got to do something for you. We got to help you out, and we'll get into that a little more. Tyler and Meller are here. Hire an assistant for my home <laughs> yes. life. Is that what's happening? <laughs> yes. So, um, and I, I again, I, I, I knew the Bulls would have some problems yesterday because against lesser teams, that's that's been the thing. But I yes. thought they would bounce back. Um, I saw a lot of the clips because we were out uh, on social media from NBC. Sports Chicago, they do a great job with Jason Goff, Kendall Gill, Will Perdue. Will was was doing great work. We played it earlier than Will called in. So the former uh, Bull calls us right now, and uh, Will Perdue joining Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. Will, what's going on? Hey, Will. Well, good afternoon. Not sure what time it is, because I haven't seen the sun in a couple days. Yeah. But... <laughs> You know, I just I'll I'll put the the pieces together for everybody listening. Uh, my wife calls me and says that uh, one of her friends, uh, Dana Leonard, was listening, and she called my wife to say, "Hey, they're talking up your husband." Apparently, they appreciated or liked what he had to say last night, and then so my wife called me and says, "Hey, you ought to you ought to call in." So. Most of us that are smart husbands, we do what our wives tell us to do. That's good. That's very good. So, are you are you still? Uh, what is it now? Uh, almost uh, 20 hours after yesterday's game, are you still exas- as exasperated today as you were yesterday? Yes. But let me, let me, uh, I want to make something very clear. The, I'm exasperated because I'm so frustrated and disappointed. And the reason why I'm in that position is because this team is very talented. It's it's not a talent issue. It's why haven't they been able to figure out how to, how to put the pieces together to allow this talent to flourish. I know a lot of people want to go back and talk about Lonzo Ball, and without Lonzo Ball, this team's missing a key component. That's a true statement. But still, at the end of the day, you still have Zach Levine. You still have DeMar DeRozan. You, you still have Vucevic. So when you walk on that floor, you still have a lot of talent. And that talent should not be losing to Charlotte, to Indiana. And occasionally you're going to have the dud of a game, but not 
consistently, and that's what's also so frustrating and aggravating is the lack of consistency with this team, and not just from game to game, but one half to the next. So, uh, what is your you, you've been you've been around the block, you've been on championship teams, Will. Um, you've watched this team a lot, and Dion looked at me and asked the same question that you just asked out loud. Why? 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 Why are they losing then games like these? Well, the, the biggest thing, and I didn't talk about it last night. I talked about it after the Pacers game. I think that the, the lack of sacrifice, quite honestly. You know, I, I know you guys have questioned their heart. We've, we've talked about the, the lack of toughness, their inability to put teams away. You know, whatever adjective, synonym you want to use. But, you know, one of the things I learned playing in Chicago and San Antonio was is that you had to sacrifice personal glory for the betterment of the team. You know, Phil Jackson constantly hammered on Michael for a long time before Michael relented. But at the same time, Michael also wanted to win championships, not just games, but championships, not just scoring titles, but championships. Now, I'm not comparing any of these guys to Michael Jordan, but I'm just talking about what is the sacrifice that each individual in that locker room is willing to make to help this team win games and then put themselves in a better position. And the other reason that I'm so frustrated is because is Arturus, said on our air at NBC Sports Chicago when we had media days, and I'm sure you guys have played the clips as well, about this team needs to show constant improvement. This team needs to, you know, put themselves in a better position than they were last year. I mean, right now, we're not even in the playoff game. Mm-hmm. They're, they're looking, they're like the kid outside putting his hands up against the window looking in. So, <laughs> and that's also aggravating as well because it's just the amount of talent that they have. It's just the inconsistency from night in to night out. Your line last night, who do they think they are, is going to echo around this team for the rest of the season. But where does that mentality start? That lack of urgency and and this, like, attention to detail and, and the whole, like, no intensity. Like, where where does that start? Does that start with coaching? Is that just starting in the locker room with these guys, like, individual mentality? Like, how do they go about changing that? Well, I think... Yeah, that's a great question because I think a lot of that has to do, or should I say, the first that responsibility first and foremost falls on the players. Okay, just from my experiences, and then secondly, it falls on the coaches and his staff to try to figure out how you get that intensity out of each individual player. That's what makes coaching in the NBA so difficult. You have 14 guys on the roster. You, you treat all 14 guys differently. You have to figure out what makes that person tick. What do you need to do in order to get the best out of that person? Do you have to coddle them? Do you have to agitate them? Do you have to push their buttons? Do you have to challenge them? You know, because it, it takes something different for each one. You know, every, we all, when we play this game, we all have pride. We all want to play well. But... Sometimes you let your ego get in the way for whatever reason, something that may have happened, you know, on the plane, something that may have happened at practice, something may have happened in a game. You know, you don't appreciate the accolade that somebody else is getting because you think you should get them. Mm-hmm. That's, that's sacrifice. You got to put all that stuff behind you. And when you win, you, all that stuff, all of a sudden just seems like it just, you know, 
is petty. You don't even worry about it because you're winning. And when you're winning, all that stuff doesn't matter. You can worry about that in the off season, and that's that's the hard part. Is I don't understand why they don't understand that. But I also have to say that you know I was very fortunate that I learned the hard way from Phil Jackson. You know, him and I butted heads, and it took a while for me, you know, to kind of come to terms and accept what he was asking me to do. You know, I had already been groomed, whatever word you want to use, by Phil by the time I got to San Antonio. So when I got to San Antonio, I adapted to pop immediately, and I thought it made things easy. It just, I asked, I wonder, is, you know, are these guys not being pushed hard enough? Or that, are they not being held accountable? You know, it's, it's a combination of the two. And because I'm not in that locker room, I'm not on the bus, I'm not on that plane, I don't know what they talk about behind closed doors. I, I, I hope that they're talking about specific things in order to try to correct this. Will Purdue joining us. It's Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. Will, when you told the story about Michael and, and Phil coaching even Michael Jordan, the GOAT, as hard as he did, it struck a chord with me because I flashed back to Billy trying to coach Zach hard when he was not playing well early in the year. And Zach, according to reports, is still not even over that, getting benched in that colossal failure of a game that he had. And I look at the indie game, Will, he he went scoreless in the fourth quarter. Um, I look at last night's game in Charlotte, and he basically didn't score a point in the entire second half until garbage time. Like, this is a guy who was given the max contract, Will. Where is his sacrifice? Well, I think that that's where part of the, the deal is, is Zach's struggling to figure out what his sacrifice is. Because the one thing we can all do, and when I say all, I'm talking about, okay, as a, as a player, regardless of what happens offensively, you can still play defense. You can still make an impact on the defensive end of the floor. I mean, Billy's talked about it. We've seen how this team, when the offense struggles, their defense struggles. It, sh- it should be the other way around. If your offense is struggling, like your shot's not going down, like Zach talked about after the Pacers game, you know, he talked about his hand and how that's affecting his three-point shot. But it's not affecting, you know, driving to the basket. It's not affecting free throws. So then you got to figure out, okay, if that's the case, then you got to get your- figure out how to get yourself to the line. Get yourself to the mid-range, you know, when you have that opportunity. I also feel like, you know, there's there's some chemistry issues in the sense that, you know, one time it's DeMar, then it's Zach, then it's DeMar, then it's Zach, then it's DeMar. You know, I think, first of all, they should be running their offense through Vooch and not necessarily through DeMar and Zach. I mean, as, as – Impactful as the three-pointer is, which this team is struggling on the season, and that's something they didn't address in the offseason, you can still score inside out. I'm not saying run the ball through boots down in the post. and You know, we already dominate in the mid-range game. But when you throw the ball into the post, and we've talked about it in the pregame show, in the postgame show, we've shown examples about how it affects defenses and how all of a sudden it gives Patrick Williams in the corner and Kobe White and Zach Levine you know, and and I a wide open threes. Now all of a sudden their shooting percentage goes up and it seems like it makes the game easy, but it just it seems like they always get off course at some point throughout a game, which is fine because that happens to everybody. 
But what they don't do is buckle down on the defensive end until they get the offense back on track. Yeah, it's a, it's a good point. And you said last night, Will, that like maybe start thinking about trades. If it were you, would you want to do over with Zach and trade him? I would actually like to have Zach on my team because he's very talented. I think he can be uh, an elite player. What Now, the definition of elite is different to everybody, okay? But at the same time, I also think Zach can be much better on the defensive end. He showed glimpses of what he can do. But the thing that Billy talked about last night was the inability of not just Zach, but this whole team to sustain their defensive effort, to sustain their offensive effort. So if that's the case, then do you need to go out and get players that can sustain that effort on both ends? Because we've seen what the biggest weaknesses is from this team. The inability to consistently knock down threes and their lack of two-way players. And that's where, you know, or maybe let's, let me refrain. They don't have enough guys that are willing to be two-way players. But I think they have guys that have the skill set and have the talent in order to do so. So would you trade DeMar? I think what you have to do, Sylvie, is you have to assess who has the most value. It's not about trade Zach because he's the problem. It's not necessarily about DeMar because he's the problem or Vooch because it's not about that. It's about who has if, – if that's the route you want to go, which I would seriously consider, then you ask yourself who has the most value because that's the other thing. People just want to scream – well, we got to trade him. We got to, you know, you had the caller that said, we just need to trade everybody. Well, not everybody has value. You can't just trade players to trade players. What are you going to get in return? And the other thing is, do you want to trade Zach and then take somebody else's problem because it's a superstar that's getting paid max money that's struggling in where he's at? That's the other thing that's underrated is chemistry. I think this team has great chemistry off the floor. I really do. But that chemistry is not, is, is not permeating when they're on the floor as far as how they play and the willing to make the necessary sacrifice. And to get, go full circle, I think at the present moment on the trade market, DeMar has the most value because of what he can do offensively to help a team that's on the fringes become a contender. So if, so if he has the most value and they make a move with DeMar DeRozan, how does that impact the great chemistry this group does have off the floor and and change the dynamic. But that's also, Dion, where they have to do their homework. What do they know about this individual? What are the, how is he going to fit in? As you just said, it's a, it's a great way to put it. How does he fit into this dynamic? Is this a temporary move? Because we're more, it's a, it's a guy that's on the last year of his contract and we'll, we'll be able to take that money off the salary cap but we're more more concerned or, or we need the draft picks more than we want the personnel. That's, that's the thing. I mean, if you decide to make trades, what, what are you, what is Artura saying? Is he saying, okay, I realize that this team doesn't fit together. These pieces don't work. We have to retool. The one thing that, that he has shown and other general managers throughout the league have shown is you can retool and still be competitive. You don't have to just totally blow it up and start from square one. It's just that, as you just asked, how does it affect the dynamic? How does it affect the chemistry? And are you more concerned about draft picks, or are you more concerned about getting talent back? 
Will, uh, thank you for the phone call. Thank your wife for us, too. Yes, please and, thank uh, her. And keep up the great work. Say hi to uh, Jason and Kendall and Q- like that show that you guys do. If the Bulls aren't watchable, you guys are. Amen and we appreciate that. that. Well, I appreciate it. And let me say one last thing. I appreciate you watching because I see you on Twitter periodically when uh, during uh, the, the pre- and post-game show. But I also just want to say something else, and, and I'll end it at this. There are certain organizations, in my opinion, that should be held to different standards. The Miami Heat, the Chicago Bulls, the Boston Celtics, the Lakers, because of their history and what they've done. And I'm not just talking about organizations that have won one championship. I'm talking about multiple championships. And I think that should always be the goal, and that should always be the standard that you you know, that Billy talks about the standard, living up to the standard, playing up to the standard. You may not have a championship team, but that doesn't mean you can't play as hard as one on a nightly basis. Yeah. It's good words mm-hmm. to live by, that's for sure. Will, great work. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you, Will. guys. There you have go. There's Will day. Purdue. Will, Will does a great job. And like tremendous. I said, I give credit to the, the two crews on a, on a network that is owned, at least by the owner, that they don't sugarcoat stuff. No. At the end of at the end of those games, that Ozzy and Chuck Arfine have hammered that team and hammered those players when they've needed to, and they're very fair. and uh, And that crew does a great job too. Those three. I I have never seen a um, like a like you said like a network that's somewhat owned by the team right, talk right. the way that they do, but also they have they have guys in that studio that wore the uniforms. And I think that makes a huge difference. Yes. It, what and and it, goes, it goes a long way with the fan base. Yes. Like m- people like me. Like, yeah. Oh, when, yeah. When, like, again, you feel bad. You feel like, again, like it just, it just sucks. Like, like what Will said at the end about the standard yeah. about Miami and about the difference is, is, Miami keeps building, like I said to you before about like the Derrick Rose stuff yeah, and when yeah. Derrick goes down. Pat Riley keeps finding a way to build different uh, forms of a championship or at least a contender that goes yeah. far. And um, uh, Boston keeps finding different ways and, and different uh, front offices, whether it's through Danny Ainge. And now it's through... Uh, Brad, uh, what's his? Brad Stevens is. It was their coach, mm-hmm. and now their general manager, and he's finding new ways. They they were this close to winning it, and they could win it this year. And they keep finding new ways to getting close and to be a championship contender. The Bulls don't win series. No, like they they barely win playoff games. They don't go to the playoffs often. When they do, they barely win games. And it's like the White Sox, and it's it's why I've got a problem with the ownership group so much. I want them to live up to the standard that Will said. Not just the players with their effort. I wish the ownership group would heed that advice. And I want them to understand that they should be held to the standard that the Lakers and the Celtics and the Miami Heat and and the class organizations do. I want them to reload like the New York Yankees. Yes. Think that like they should reload. Yes. The, the Bulls don't do that. They don't. The NBA is better when the Bulls are relevant. There's no question about that. And I feel like that was what was so frustrating about Gar and Pax, right? Because they were there when it was when they when they were the standard, when the Bulls were the standard and then they didn't hold their up their end of the bargain no, no. as ownership and leadership of building a team that could compete with that and uh, to stay a, at that level. A championship organization doesn't 
not go through a coaching search and just give a job to Jim Boylan. Uh, they right. like, like it's one thing to say, okay, Fred Hoiberg sucks, and by the way, Fred Hoiberg got the job without a coaching search. Yes, they knew he, it would, he was going. They didn't even bring guys in and say, hey, what are your ideas? What are your ideas? What are your ideas? What can we improve better? They fired Tibbs. They knew Hoiberg was getting the job. He was Gar's buddy, and they gave it to him. Right, and then, so they go from no coaching search to naming uh, Boylan, who backstabbed Hoiberg. Hoiberg sucked, but it's another thing for an assistant coach to backstab the head coach. Right. And then they named him, not the interim coach, but the head, head coach. coach. And then they never made him go through a coaching search. Why? Why, why didn't they why bring other they? guys in? Gold standard organizations don't do that crap. Correct. Correct. And, 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 and no the, one called them on. No one. No one. I Jerry. Did. Jerry did. Well, you did. But I Jerry Reinsdorf isn't picking up the phone and saying, why are you guys doing it this way? And that's what needed to be happening. No, no. It's the same way that they ran their coaching search um, with with Tony LaRussa. Yes. Where, where like yes. The, the the actual general manager oh. wanted to do a managerial search. But the owner came in and says, no, we're no, not we're doing, not doing one. that. I'm, this I, is here, our guy. Here's our guy. And it's why I have such an issue with ownership. Yeah. And I've just like I've said with Ted, just like I said with George, it starts at the top. It if does. you want to figure out what ills the Bears and had, and hopefully Kevin Warren changes it because he'll run the team. It's what ills the White Sox and what ills the Bulls. Yeah. It starts at the top. Owned by the same man. What a disaster. Now it, I'm fired up. Yeah, you should be. Riled up. There you go. <laughs> Your riled up is different than my riled up. Fair, end. that is fair. But I'm going to rile you up later. I know you because are. we've we've got we've got it. We got to get you up to speed. Okay. And I've got solutions for you. We could even discuss oh, it in Waddle's world. Sounds good. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Dion is in for Waddle. We will get to football. Doug Kazarian's going to get you the plays for your weekend. Um, he's got some good ones too. Um, Meller and Tyler are here as well. We'll get into some football. I want to get also get into uh, what your thoughts are. What are the top five biggest surprises from the NFL season this year? Mm. Start racking your brain on that. All right. Top five biggest give surprises. Me give me a minute. <laughs> could be teams, could be players. Biggest storylines from this year's NFL. Like, I think we'll agree on number one. I think number one's pretty obvious. We could get into all that uh, in the the back half of the show, but let's get have some fun inside Waddle's world, and then we've got Florida or Ohio. It's all coming up next. It's that time again when we venture deep into the great unknown. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. A trip inside the mind of a multi-concussed former Bears wide receiver. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him, and he had an all-time day in the use of smelling salt. Buckle up, boys and girls. Tom Waddle, everything wants to have a Tom Waddle. If I had a football team, I'd like to have a Tom Waddle on my team because you draw from that. It's time to go inside. Waddle's World. Tom Waddle did have to use a lot of smelling salt. Waddle is off today. Uh, Dion Miller is here for. I, I like. I was watching this happen as uh, Dion was thumbing through the Waddle's World stories. Tyler, you witnessed it, right? She what was she? Um, uh huh. She was intently reading through every single one too. Like Waddle, I usually give him a stack of stories, and then he gets to he gets to it when he gets to it. But uh, Dion, yeah, she was very intently reading through all of them and, and laughing along the way. Were you too. laughing or were you a little embarrassed? I was embarrassed laughing, by but these? I was all, all also like, what? 
what is wrong with our world? <laughs> what is wrong with people? Are these real stories? Like, that's what I kept thinking. Uh, Waddle's World is brought to you by Wintrust Community Bank, Chicago's banks. To find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank, visit Wintrust.com slash find us. us. Member FDIC. Right. I never know if it's yeah, U.S. or It's us. not U.S. It's find <laughs> us. You got to right. find us. Right, that's good. You know, I don't think I've ever had a concussion. Has Waddle had many? He said many. Yes. Oh, oh yes. I, have you? Uh, I know I've had one in junior high out in the schoolyard playing football. Okay. I got tackled from behind and definitely went black. No doubt. And, and was, uh, uh, but finished the day of school and just thought, like, didn't know it was a concussion, but just knew I was dizzy the rest of the day and wow. was off. Right. But didn't think anything of it. It was 1982 or three. Just figured I got hit really hard. Right. And that when you got hit hard, you just felt weird. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, like, I, I rolled didn't... off of an air mattress staying at my sister's house a couple weeks ago and nailed my head on the nightstand. And I it hurt for days. And I thought, maybe I'm concussed. Yeah. But I don't know for sure. Did you see black at all? I like... don't know. It was the middle of the night. I don't know. There was a lot of it wine. Was there was already. a lot of wine involved. I'm not sure what was. Oh, there was wine? Oh, there's always wine. We've been talking a lot this week. You know, JD coined the, the term bed wine. Yes. Oh, Back yes. Back in the day. Yes. Do you do bed wine? Sometimes, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's you enjoy... You'll be in bed watching a show, and yes. you'll have a glass of wine Correct. on the nightstand. Yes, mm-hmm. it's, it's a good way to go. It is, although I wor- like I, I pay to whiten my teeth, and so I always feel like I need to brush after because I'm a red well, you wine have person. To, you have to brush. So like, you got so That's you're what not, I like, said to Waddle. You don't go to sleep. No, you have to take clean it up. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. like it, to me? It's just you're to me. You're not falling asleep. You're replacing the couch with the bed. Yes. That's the only difference. That's, I know. But see, the problem is it doesn't matter whether it's the couch or the bed. I am falling asleep. Oh, really? As you're, soon as I sit down, I, I'm like, I'm going to read this book or let's start this movie. And I mean, you're before the cr- early credits are, I'm out. Like, yeah. Right. yeah. I try not to, but I do. Okay. So what am I starting with? Does well, it matter? Whatever you want. Okay. Do you well, want to start with the sports stories? Do you want to start with the I goofy? Guess so. what, I was what like, do you feel? Nothing what really do you feel like, like? I don't, I'm not feeling. I'm not feeling Waddle's world. Um, nothing really like jumped out at me. Other than Conor McGregor was hit his on a bike. He was hit by a car, and it says he could have been dead. He was riding his bike in Ireland when he was hit by a car. The UFC fighter, I guess, he posted multiple videos on social media. The driver apologized, and McGregor showed a tear in his pants, but appeared to be unharmed otherwise. Wow, that's that's so another, if all another, you did was tear stunt. your pants. All you yeah, did was tear really? your pants. How could you have died? Sorry, don't know. That just feels a little aggressive. Was it a stunt? Who Get knows? back in the news. You mean like that Uber Eats delivery guy on the total court. stunt, right? Man, that was annoying. And then you could see like he had a camera. Like who lets him you, into the Duquesne game? You you knew right. Well, that's why they, they that's probably why they probably picked it right is because they knew that was an easy an easy place to get in. Yeah. Like, yeah, had to be. Did was it was Uber by Uber Eats behind that? By the way, what, I doubt think it. So. No, like I what I thought when it originally happened was I thought it was they were doing a Super Bowl commercial. I thought they were doing oh. a Super Bowl commercial for Uber Eats, and they were filming it. And they would eh, wherever you need Uber Eats to deliver. I they're can here see for that. you. I can see that for a little high, higher profile game than Loyola at Duquesne. Well, but that's where they, it was a real game. The, they were getting a bang for their buck because it was shown on every highlight. Yeah, and that's then true. they would get the version, you know, the real thing then is shown on their version of it would be shown on Super Bowl Sunday with their spin. No? Yeah. The, the, 
guy who walked onto the court, you could see he was mic'd up. Right. So yeah, there was a camera what, what, on. And... What was the stunt? Like, what was the stunt to produce? It's probably just some TikTok thing. I don't know if there's any company necessarily behind it. I, I'm guessing it was just so have you seen the viral. TikToks version no, of it? No, I would like to. I didn't see Not it. Not yet, no. Do I want to see it? No, I don't care that much. I'm still... Are you Sorry. on TikTok? Uh, yes, sort of. I mean, I'm like, I have an account. I don't really go on very often. I just... Tyler, you're a TikTok. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's his generation. Mellor, you're not on TikTok. No, I would I'm, guess. I am not on TikTok. Well, Meller would crush on TikTok. I don't think so. <laughs> you don't, you could do some ski idea. videos. Yes, you could. You'd be a big hit on ski. What would be your uh, handle on TikTok? Do you have handles on TikTok? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's just, just the same, names, same yeah. thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I couldn't tell you what mine is. My daughter wants me to do dances with her. Absolutely not. That's going to be a real quick no. Isn't that how it started? Like it dances? It is, but it's not anymore. Right. Now it's just, to Anything. me, it's the same as Instagram stories. It's just like living your life and weird things. All right, I don't really see much more on sports. Can I move on to these weird Nothing stories? on up. It has the Mahomes. The Mahomes is just full go, right? So yeah. he's actually off the injury report. Right. He is Andy totally off again. the injury yep. report. Full go. Right. Andy Reid said he's starting on Sunday. Well, we knew that was going to happen. Yeah. I mean, that's what they're going to say, regardless if he really is. Meller, you get a big, I don't know if you've heard it at all. And, and like, we're not hiding anything with uh, Doug telling people that we tape Doug Kazarian because his phone sucks. So we like to make sure that his phone is good when we tape it. And, and that always is a better game plan because he's usually walking through the casino at four. You get a big shout out on, uh, on the Doug Kazarian hat. All right. Your strategy on the Kansas City, I think... You came up with this strategy, and I bring it up, and he gives you a huge, huge support. Mm-hmm. All right. So mm-hmm. something to look Four forward o'clock. to. Yep. Four o'clock. Don't go anywhere. Stick around for that. Okay, this is the headline that caught my eye here. Ready? Pet fish commits credit card fraud on owner using a Nintendo Switch. A pet right. fish. This this cannot be real. Jumping out of the ball no, and then landing on the Switch? No, in a freak series of seemingly random events, a Switch owner's pet fish accessed his eShop account and added funds to his to it using his credit card. The crime was caught on video during an unsupervised live stream. Hundreds of viewers watched as the little fish stole their owner's identity while he was gone. Apparently, some Japanese YouTuber set up a webcam focused on his fishbowl and like motion tracking software monitored the fish as they swam across... I don't know, some controller or whatever that allowed him, every time he changed direction, it moved the controller. And this, he's done this experiment before, apparently in 2020. His fish successfully completed the test, finishing some sort of Pokemon something in 3,195 hours, something that would take a regular human around 30 hours to do. Now, first of all, you have too much time on your hands. (laughs) Who's doing this? Who's monitoring a fish? This could be the dumbest story of Waddle World, Waddle's World history. Right? I don't. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I mean, I, it's just so dumb. A fish? I don't know. Anyway, that caught me. Are this you? Is, are you a fish family? No. Do you? Do you let your kids have fish? No, we no? did. We've had two, both. And they R.I.P. Quick? Are they kid, quick? They, yeah, they're pretty quick. Are they carnival Do fish? You? Um, no, we bought. Uh, no, they were bought at like. Pet smart, I think. Yeah, but I mean, they were short-lived. Their lives were short. May they. And then that was it. Well, yes. Do you have any pets? We have a dog. Oh, good. Boomer, our Cavapoo. He's the best. What ca- well, what's he, a Cavapoo? A uh, Cavalier King Charles Spaniel and a poodle. Ooh. Yeah, he's great. Doesn't shed. 
not needy. He's great. Good. He's high maintenance, but he's not like, you know, needy. He's great. We love Boomer. See, I've got two uh, kids that are high maintenance. <laughs> therefore, I don't have a dog. And like, I, I was always a dog person. But Would we, you guys do it when the boys are well, older? Well, until they're not high maintenance, it's a non-starter. Yeah. Well, I always thought I'm going to wait until the kids will take care of the dog, and they promised that they would. Absolutely. Of course. That doesn't Isn't happen. that always what happens? That is my dog. He follows me everywhere yes. because I am the person who takes care of him all the time. Yeah. That's it. So are you guys a fish family, though, Sylvie? Oh, sorry. We, we, we have that. zero pets right now. Okay. Fish, fish really would be a good any. start. You know what's interesting? So my kids, when we moved back to LaGrange, the first summer we were there, they won fish at a carnival. And that we needed to go out. Buy my wife ended up buying like a, like some stupid aquarium that was way too big, but like the I don't know they sold her on it at PetSmart. She bought <laughs> brought back an aquarium that needed to be the water needed to be changed like every couple of weeks, so she would be doing this to keep the fish alive or whatever. They ended up living for like three years. Oh, good. Well, eventually I came home one day and she informed me that she flushed the fish <gasps> while alive. While alive, <gasps> she had had it was en- too much for she her. Had, had enough. Cleaning, cleaning the aquarium was something that after three Dr. years... Dr. She, she was like, <laughs> enough. The, the fish Kevorkian. Because I certainly wasn't stepping up to the plate to do the uh, aquarium cleaning. It, it was, I was like, that's all on you if you want to take that you know, undertaking. And sure enough, three years later, she's like, we're done with this. She was the undertaker, <laughs> like, man. Watch those bad boys. That is insane. You cannot play fish god. No. Uh, she did. That is... That's unbelievable. How did your kids react? I was going to say, yeah. I think, like, they were bracing. Well, they had been kind of warned that this might be in the, in the, in the uh, air for about a couple of months before one day she finally just, I don't know what she told. I they can't even remember. They knew the exact tactic that was going to take place? I, she kept telling them. She's like, I don't know if we really need these fish. <laughs> Apparently not. My could son, a, could a live fish survive the I flush? Think, I think so. I believe they can. Now... Really? Life afterwards? That's the question. Like, the water's got to be dirty. So dirty. That's I mean, really vile. Yeah. Like, how long could they survive that? Not long. I, I was just reminded that my son's fish somehow landed on the floor in his room. And oh, that was how out. he passed, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Committed uh, suicide? Yeah, we were that tough to live with, apparently. Who knows? <laughs> Speaking of weird things, six doctor, doctors swallowed Lego heads for science. Here's what came out. Who found these stories? That's what it says. No, well, this is <laughs> this is now more up our alley than the than the the fish credit card well, story. Well, that's still weird. Okay. So they 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 swallowed Legos to see what would happen and yeah. how they would be pooped out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they sure did. Six doctors devised an experiment. Each of them swallowed a Lego head. They wanted to basically see how long it took to swallow and excrete a plastic. Did toy. they come out put together? Like th- now, all of a really? sudden, there was oh, a whole gosh. Star Wars figure put together. I don't know. <laughs> the journey of six Lego heads is what they're calling their report. The study uh, excluded three criteria: previous gastrointestinal surgery, the inability to ingest foreign objects, and aversion to searching through fecal matter. That was how you wouldn't have to participate. Well, and for those reasons, I'm out. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Have you had? A well, previous... wait a minute. You can't tease me with this. Well, it doesn't say. Like, I where did the Legos go? Well, wait a minute. You just told me six Legos were swallowed. What happened to them? How long did it take? All right. I'm thinking two days. 
Yeah, 20, well, 24 hour period. And who, who created the Wives' Tale too? That like, if you swallow gum, that it takes seven years to go through your yeah, system. Well, then I am. I have a whole like seventeen packs in my stomach because I swallow gum all the time. Do you still swallow gum? <laughs> why are time. you lazy? I, I don't know. I don't know why I do. If I don't have a piece of paper to spit it in or a garbage like, can, I, I can't. It doesn't say. Like, is this the whole story, Tyler? Yeah, or did that's I only- the whole thing. What do you mean? What, what was the what was the end of it? Are the studies in progress or waiting? They're maybe, waiting on the Legos? Nothing's come out. They're still sifting through fecal matter I looking know, for right? the Lego head. I mean, I'm trying to see where it said after a day or two, they were fine. They said they wanted to, if there was a way to get a message out through science, that parents can be reassured that if their child swallows something like a Lego, yeah. that they would be okay. Because we're a big Lego family. We have like, so many Legos. So at my many. House. Yeah. It doesn't, I mean. It's a, so it's just rest, rest assured parents? It says, re- oh my word. <laughs> I want to know. I need know. to read these whole things. It says, researchers, after all, they took, they swallowed it. They measured the time it took for the gulp Lego heads to be passed. The time interval was given a. <laughs> yeah, given what? A found and retrieved time score or a fart score. Okay, of what? Found and retrieved score. It doesn't say. It doesn't say. So they did find them. That it, They were all passed, I think, is what they're saying. They were found and retrieved. I think that, a, I mean, you they're guys, saying the worst thing you can swallow is, is like a button battery, like the little tiny things. They are very dangerous and very different from swallowing a coin or a, le- coin or a Lego head. That's it. Sylvie, that's yes, the end of the story. A, a battery would be bad to swallow, that's, right? That's the end of the story. There's no resolution. And that is the end of the story. I mean, was there really a huge outcry wondering what happens if you swallow a Lego? I mean, it's no. a piece of plastic. Like right. My bigger concern as a parent is the choking hazard. Correct. Not so much what happens once it once gets it into gets your through, stomach. And I'm not digging through anybody's poop. And if you swallow a not. battery, yes, we've got issues. That's What's major. going on in your intestines. Swallow a penny. I'm okay with it, but not Ooh, a penny. really? I mean, if I'm okay with it, but you know that that's going to be okay. But a battery, you're right. It yeah. does not, there's no resolution here. This is crap. <laughs> the Miller's household. Literally. Literally. <laughs> Literally crap. I don't like that story anymore. All right, you want to do Florida or Ohio coming up next? Okay, can I be honest? I was born in Ohio and I grew up in Florida. I feel like I could crush at this point. Oh, we'll see. Well, then, well, is this your first time playing? My first, well, my first time playing on the radio. I always play along. Okay, good. Very good. <laughs> Florida or Ohio, and then Doug Kazarian with all the plays on the NFL weekend. It's all coming up next. Get ready to play the game that's sweeping the nation. Public drunkenness. Exotic animals. Dumb criminals. Random stabbings. Or maybe just some good old-fashioned debauchery. Everything's on the table. It's the Sunshine State versus the Buckeye State as we play Florida or Ohio. And as always, listeners, feel free to play along at home. I've actually been uh, surprised as Dion and Peggy come in uh, over the weekend that my 19 crimes wine, at least the Cali Red, being uh, how big of wine fans you are, has not been opened yet or stolen. Do you know that I said last week, if they're just going to leave it here, I'm taking it home. <laughs> yeah, we show it to the Twitch people. I should get you a bottle from upstairs. I think I got a bottle upstairs. Maybe uh, I'll give you this uh, bottle and you try it this weekend and we will have 
19 crimes bring in another bottle uh, of, uh, of the Cali Red. I will, I'll try it tonight if you really want me yes. to. Yes, <laughs> uh, 19 crimes wine, 19 crimes wine tells the story of rule breakers who beat the odds and became infamous. Pick up a bottle today and live infamously on your own terms. So, Dion, live infamously. Wes, thank you. My favorite read in this entire station is you and Snoop Dogg. It's my favorite combination oh, of yeah. talent yeah. that I, I mean, Which I one smile of these don't every, belong? <laughs> every time I'm like, that really is like the pinnacle. What if, an intro, Snoop. I, <laughs> it's so good. It is, it's, it's gold. It's Cali gold. It's great. Oh, very well oh, done. Oh, Anthony, <laughs> send that off to the, uh, <laughs> 19 crimes, people. We love those maybe, kids. Maybe they'll sponsor Peggy and Dion. Well, too. And I'm telling you, too, they uh, they are awesome. Oh, and and cool. here, not only do I love the wine and uh, the Cali Gold, the Cali Red, the Rosé, the people behind it, See? they are big ESPN 1000 fans. That's awesome. And they have been for a while. And when we met originally, and that's why they came to us. Yeah. And they wanted to get the message out is because they believe in what we do. And they love our ra- our, our radio station and oh all the gosh. people on it. Yes. Bless them. That is really cool. Yes. That's really cool. Well, I'm excited to try. Thank you. you. You're Thank welcome. You for that gift. What do we got now? Now, now the hard part comes. I know. Now, you now, guess the, now the pressure's on. And, and I, I like claim that I, you know, I had call both states home, so I feel like I should be able we to identify my people. Yeah, I consider you more of an Ohio. How do you say it? Ohioan. Ohioan. Um, most well, I was there. Not only did, was I there until I was almost like in middle school, but then I lived there for six years before I moved here. So okay. that's why I feel like Ohio is. And I, uh, my loyal sports loyalties as a kid were, and growing up have always been in Ohio. Okay. So that's more of that, you know, draw. But no, I consider both home. So you moved in sixth grade to Florida in eight, like eighth grade, seventh to grade, eighth grade, where? Sarasota, Sarasota. Oh, Sarasota. I grew up. Literally right down the street from the White Sox spring training facility. I was going to say, I was going to ask before or after they moved. So this is before they, they moved. Yeah, before they moved. They were right down the street at Smith Stadium. Yeah. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. All right, boys, what do we have? All right. Woman hides from police in funeral home during calling hours. A, th- a theft suspect. A theft suspect. Picked the wrong place to lay low while attempting to escape capture, capture last week. Last Sunday, local law enforcement responded to a theft call at a Walmart in a small suburb. And a 30-year-old woman allegedly scanned 181 items valued at over $2,000 only to intentionally walk out without paying for them. And the suspect was then spotted look... Uh, uh, the suspect spotted the police car looking for her, so she quickly ducked into a funeral home, and the police spotted a dead ringer for the suspected shoplifter walking into the local funeral home during calling hours. I'm going to go Ohio. It, 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 tell me if this is weird. I believe, do they do they call any of the city's suburbs in, in Florida? Like, I feel like they're oh, all different areas. Calls. No, like, you're right. Like, if you're in Tampa, like, it's just Clearwater. Mm-hmm. Like, the next... Like, I don't, are there suburbs Safety, of Tampa? Tampa? I mean, I guess there are, but... but we never really say suburbs in Florida. I, I'm going that's more of a, a more of a bigger, like, a suburb of Cleveland I'm going to go. That was a really astute That's what I... Breakdown. Or dumb, but I'm going to no, go No, no, no. I say that, that makes sense. I was going to say Ohio as well. 
I was going to say Ohio as well. Uh, I believe uh, more people reside in Florida. So based on the population game, I'll say there's more funeral homes in Florida. So give me the suburb of Palm Valley in Jacksonville, Florida. Okay. Oh, look at you. It took place in Austintown, Ohio. Well done. To get to get a Ohio win going into the weekend always sets the stage for a profitable weekend. This <laughs> Does it means really? we're going to win all our football bets. Okay. You know that. Okay, that that Miller's going to lose all of his. Didn't sound that- like yeah, Dion was convinced by your sell job there. <laughs> She's like, okay. Uh. She's like, what are you talking about? No, I, I've started betting just a tiny, teeny tiny bit. You should. Yeah, just for entertainment purposes. Jeff's been very helpful. Yes, Pre-game show, so Teddy Greenstein, fun. very helpful. It is... It is fun. It is it, fun. It makes it enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I used an analogy with Doug Kazarian about that, uh, how I look at it as an entertainment thing with parlays. I'll explain coming up next with Doug. And Meller gets a big shout-out here on the Kansas City. I think Meller's got a great strategy for the Chiefs-Bengals game and how you should approach it. We threw it at Doug, mm-hmm. and we'll see if he approves this strategy. All your plays, Championship Sunday, coming up next.